Section 7 of Billy Bunny and His Friends by David Corey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapters 31 to 35. Chapter 31. Well, just as soon as Billy Bunny said he wanted an American flag for his well ship, as I told you in the last story, the captain gave him a beautiful red, white, and blue flag with silver stars on the blue part. And, goodness gracious me, you should have heard all the sailor boys cheer. And, as for the whale, he tossed his tail up in the air and shouted, Hip, hip, hooray, I'll sail the ocean way. Upon its billows white and green, our starry flag shall now be seen. With Billy Bunny on my back, a captain brave I shall not lack. Oh, I'm a jolly, jolly whale, and laugh at tempest, storm, or gale. Hurrah, hooray, cried the little rabbit, saluting the captain with his right forepaw. Then he hopped down the rope ladder to his whale ship, and away he went the whale spouting great high streams of water and tossing his tail up and singing three cheers for the red white and blue billy bunny on his whale ship so true we will sail o'er the sea he's the captain for me and you'll laugh at the things we'll do just then all of a sudden quicker than a flipper could flip excuse me if i stop at this exciting place to tell you that a flipper is a fish's foot a wicked swordfish rushed at the whale oh dear oh dear the whale couldn't dive into the water and hide for he had the little rabbit on his back and he couldn't turn around quick enough for he was too big and he couldn't fly up into the air like a flying fish for he had no wings so what could he do well sir you'd hardly believe it but billy bunny took a rubber boot from his knapsack and just as the dreadful swordfish was going to stick his sword into the whale the little rabbit slipped the rubber boot over it and the swordfish bounced back and the whale wasn't hurt the least bit. Now, wasn't that lucky? Well, I just guess it was. If it hadn't been for that rubber boot, the whale ship would have been torpedoed and the little rabbit drowned. Now, if the ocean waves don't blow and the salt water doesn't get into Billy Bunny's ears, I'll tell you in the next story more about Billy Bunny and the Whale. Chapter 32 Of course the swordfish swam away with Billy Bunny's rubber boot on his sword, but one can't go into a fight without losing something, and it was lucky the little rabbit didn't lose both his boots. Well, anyway... The whale was so thankful that the wicked swordfish hadn't cut a big hole in his side 
that he said he'd buy Billy Bunny a new pair of rubber boots. I think I can get them at the lighthouse over there. Yankee Doodle Billy Bunny, riding on a whale, stuck his rubber boot upon the wicked swordfish's tail. Wait a moment, please. What he meant was that Billy Bunny had stuck it on his sword. When a whale spouts poetry, he's liable to say most anything, you know. By and by they came to the lighthouse, and the keeper asked them what they wanted. Have you any rubber boots? asked the whale. And then he told the man what Billy Bunny had done, and the lighthouse keeper laughed so hard that the tears ran down his cheeks and put out his pipe. Then he went inside the lighthouse and brought out a little pair of rubber boots. These here boots belong to my little boy, but you can have them, he said, for I never heard of so brave a bunny in my time. Then the whale swam off, and Billy Bunny stood up on his back and sang to the lighthouse keeper, Keep your big lamp burning bright through the dark and stormy night, so the sailor boy can guide, safe his boat upon the tide. Let the light shine strong and free far across the pathless sea, so that neither wind nor foam keep the sailor from his home. After this, the whale took the little rabbit back to the land, and as Billy Bunny went one way and the whale the other, by and by they were so far apart they couldn't see each other. And then something happened to the little rabbit. A mail wagon almost ran over him. You see, Billy Bunny was so excited he didn't hear it coming at all. I wonder if there's a letter for me. And then, all of a sudden, he hopped after the wagon and jumped up on the little step at the back. And there, right in front of him, was a package marked Master William Bunny, Old Briar Patch, Snake Fence Corner. It's for me, shouted the little rabbit. The driver almost jumped off his seat, for the little bunny's shout frightened him nearly to death. Yes, it's for you, said the postman driver. I thought you were a robber holding me up. I have to be mighty careful of Uncle Sam's letters these days. The little rabbit boy opened the package, and what do you think he found? You would never guess, so I'll tell you right off. It was a big gold watch and chain, and it was from Uncle Lucky Left Hind Foot. Uncle Lucky, as he was always called, for he was very rich, and of course he was very lucky to be rich. Now isn't that nice, said Billy Bunny to himself, and he opened the little note that came with it and read, to my dear nephew, William Bunny, from Uncle Lucky. I'll go right off now and thank him, thought the little rabbit, and away he hopped. 
and by and by just as he reached the road that led to his uncle's house a big storm came up the rain fell in buckets full and the lightning crashed and willy wind broke off the tops of the trees the little rabbit was so scared that he hopped into a hollow stump who are you cried a gruff voice and if the raindrops didn't turn into gumdrops and break the windows in the candy store i'll tell you in the next story who the gruff voice belonged to chapter thirty three who are you cried the gruff voice again as the little rabbit boy hopped into the hollow stump to get out of the rain it's me billy bunny oh it's you is it and an old owl closed the door with a bang there it's locked said the old owl turning the key and putting it in his vest pocket if people will come into my house without knocking they shan't get out so easily oh please mr owl cried the little bunny boy i didn't know it was your house and it was raining so hard that i just popped in to get out of the wet i didn't mean to stay and bother you no bother at all i assure you said the old owl in fact i'm glad you came i won't have to go out now for my supper i'm very fond of little rabbits very fond indeed now wasn't this an awful thing to have said to you it made the little rabbit's flesh creep and his hair stand on end just then there was an awful crash and a big tree fell on top of the stump and broke it right in two out jumped the little rabbit and hopped away as fast as he could the rain had stopped and across the sky was a beautiful rainbow and at one end of it rested right in the chimney of uncle lucky's house oh me oh my said little billy bunny isn't uncle left hind foot lucky i'll bet anything that's the end of the rainbow that has the pot of gold and i'll find it on the hearth when i get to the house so he hurried along as fast as he could and when he got inside he was so excited that he forgot to say how do you do to uncle lucky or to thank him for the gold watch and chain he just ran into the kitchen to see if the pot of gold had fallen down the chimney and sure enough it had there it was on the top of the kitchen stove and if uncle lucky had not taken it off mighty quick the gold would have been melted into a thick soup only of course it wouldn't be good to eat well well cried uncle lucky i'm glad i sent you the gold watch and chain for if you hadn't come to see me i never would have found the pot of gold until it had all burnt up and if the rainbow doesn't shoot a pink and blue arrow into the sun so he wouldn't be able to get up tomorrow morning 
I'll tell you in the next story more about Billy Bunny and Uncle Lucky. Chapter 34 When Uncle Lucky looked in the pot of gold which the rainbow had dropped down the chimney, he found that it was full of ten-dollar gold pieces. So he took out a big handful and gave them to Billy Bunny. Now you have gold dollars as well as a gold watch and chain, so you must always love your Uncle Lucky. Then the old gentleman rabbit got his automobile out and took Billy Bunny for a ride. It was the first time the little bunny boy had ridden in an automobile, and it was lots of fun. After they had gone a long ways, they came to the old farm. I'm going to buy some fresh eggs, said Uncle Lucky, but little Henny Jenny couldn't change the ten-dollar gold piece. Well, I'll take ten dollars worth of eggs then said Uncle Lucky. So they filled up the back of the automobile with eggs, and as there weren't enough of Henny Jennies, they got some from Goosey Lucy and Mrs. Duck. The automobile was now full, and Uncle Lucky started for home. But, oh dear me, something awful happened. The automobile began to run from side to side. And the next instant, bang, it went right into a tree. All the eggs flew out, and some hit Uncle Lucky, and some hit the little rabbit boy, and others hit the tree and splattered all over everything. And Uncle Lucky looked like a poached egg, and Billy Bunny like an omelette. It took them two hours and 49 minutes and 950 seconds to clean themselves. And then they weren't clean. And the automobile? Well, by this time the old gentleman rabbit was so tired that he had to sit down and rest. By and by they started to clean the automobile, but they used... So much gasoline, there wasn't any left, so of course it wouldn't go. Well, this is a nice pickle, said Uncle Lucky. I'll have to change my name or get a new automobile. The two don't go together any more. Just then, who should come along but the circus elephant? I'll push it home for you, he said. Get in and steer. So Uncle Lucky grabbed the steering wheel and the little rabbit boy jumped in the back seat to watch the elephant and pretty soon they were safe home at Uncle Lucky's. And if our black cat doesn't shave off his whiskers with my safety razor so he can't tickle the little gray mouse, I'll tell you next time about Billy Bunny and the elephant. Chapter 35 I think I'll take a little trip with my friend the elephant, said Billy Bunny, as he said goodbye to Uncle Lucky. The little rabbit and the big elephant hadn't gone so very far when they came to a traveling photographer. 
His picture gallery was on wheels, and the old gray horse that pulled it from place to place was eating the grass close by. Let's have our pictures taken, said Billy Bunny. It took the elephant almost five minutes to squeeze through the door, and the photographer said if anything was broken, he wouldn't take their pictures. So the elephant was very careful, and that was the reason it took him so long to squeeze through. The man then got out his biggest camera and put the black cloth over his head and looked through the peak hole, but he couldn't see Billy Bunny at all. Where are you, little rabbit? he called. Well, he turned something round and round on the front of the camera. Here I am, cried the little bunny boy, and sure enough, he was there all right, only he was hidden behind the elephant's foot. Then the picture man pulled his head out from under the black cloth and came over and fixed the little rabbit so he would be taken all right. And as the elephant wouldn't keep his head still, but kept swinging it back and forth, just the way he did in the circus, the picture man got out an iron headrest and placed it back of the elephant's head and screwed it tight so that he couldn't wiggle his head and spoil the picture. Then the photographer said, Now look pleasant if you please and be sure you do not sneeze. Hold your trunk up like a rifle Billy Bunny, smile a trifle. Watch for birdie, if you please, till the rubber ball I squeeze. After that, he went into a dark room, while Billy Bunny and the elephant looked at the pictures of Daddy Fox and his family. When the photographer was finished, Billy Bunny and the elephant thought they looked lovely in the little pink frames. But before they left, the photographer took off the door so that the elephant wouldn't have to squeeze so hard to go out. Your camera takes a very good picture, said Billy Bunny, which pleased the traveling photographer very much. And if his camera didn't take the measles before tomorrow so that it has to call in the doctor bird, I'll tell you next time. Well, just wait and see, for I don't know myself just this minute what is going to happen. End of Section 7 Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.